I'm not a co-host. I am just the talent. <laughs> and with that, we are live. Hey, Welcome to the Word Vomit Podcast. Yeah, the podcast we give our word, our word uh, take on the worlds of video games, comics, movies, and television. I am Vitamin E Man. Uh, as far as my screening, to my left is one Randy Kings. Hey, hey, hey. And bottom middle is Sean Vander. Uh-huh. Heck yeah. And you're listening to this podcast and whatever form of podcast you listen to. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes. We are on Google Play. And seeing as how we're doing this on Zoom and we're actually getting video recording, you may even see this on YouTube in the near future. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Yes, Guys, yeah. what is up? Quarantine edition part two. Oh, this quarantine. Yeah. I, I mean, they want us to call it a shelter. I don't see it as a shelter. I mean, it's my Not at shelter. All. It, it's, it's stay home and don't get anybody sick. That's quarantine. Let's Man, be real about this. Yeah. I don't know. I go out. So, yeah. I kind of do, too. Yeah. I mean, we got to go grocery shopping. I got a doctor's appointment I got to go to. Pretty I got to go so. to work. Yeah, I'm so, gonna be, yeah. Nah, I got to go to the doctor's appointment so I can go to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go to the BevMo, pick up some booze to, you know, deal with the pain of being home all day long. Actually, hey, Randy, uh, yes. uh, I do have a question about BevMo for you. Okay. So are you having trouble finding a hundred proof like vodka? A hundred uh, proof vodka? Yeah. Uh Generally, that doesn't come like that. What hundred? What brand are you drinking? Well, no, I'm not drinking it. This is for medical research because oh, uh, no, I want to make hand sanitizer because because <laughs> God knows I can't find anything that will work with this aloe vera, and I can't find hand sanitizer. I have this oh. like little nubbin of hand sanitizer, okay. big, and I want to make more. Uh, and I can't find hand. You sanitizer. gotta milk that for all it's worth, huh? I have to, but. I found a recipe online with aloe and some other things. And I yeah, need a hundred yeah. proof alcohol. And I can't find rubbing alcohol at a hundred proof. So I'm like, hey, Bevmo, vodka? Uh, I do not partake in such things. Okay. But there are distilleries here in the Bay Area, if I'm not mistaken, who are making hand sanitizer. They've pivoted and nice. Doing it. So you might want to look or see if there's any any breweries or anybody who's you know that produces alcohol and maybe you could buy from them. A All friend right. of mine bought like I forgot which brand it was. I'm just gonna call it like you know Donkey Donkey Punch Vodka in Seattle. He bought like two huge jugs of hand sanitizer that they made. Nice. Okay, cool. So, uh, also so just soap and water, man. Soap and water. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, so just to yeah, give everybody okay. a heads up, we're probably gonna be doing this for a little bit longer. We, uh, and if anybody who isn't following the news, but for some reason follows our podcast, they would not listen to the news. Uh, The quarantine has actually been pushed for another month. So I think we're going to be quarantined until May 3rd. And if this screws up your plans, trust me, it screws up our plans too. By the time you're listening (laughs) to those people, my birthday was yesterday. Yeah, and and you know, no parties, no nothing. We all we it's it is frustrating, but it's one of those things where it's just like we've got to be careful with this. Yeah, follow the rules on quarantine and social distancing. So yeah, we got to do it. What I'm planning to do is I'm just pushing it out until like mid May. Yeah, here's hoping we don't get another month of of lockdown. But Uh I'm still having my party. Damn it. Yeah. 
I was thinking of doing something special for you for your birthday, Emmanuel, but uh, let me know. We'll, we'll talk about it at the end of the podcast. Right. I, I feel bad for anybody who's had birthdays this month and last month, late last month, because that's kind of when it all really took effect. Um, yeah. It's kind of a bummer, but yeah, it is what it is, what it is, what it is. It is. You know, it could be worse. Yeah, it could. It, could it, it seriously could. I, I don't think people realize that this is a bad situation, but it can always go down even deeper. Yeah. So. I was playing Resident Evil and it's all thinking like, oh, we're all on quarantine. Everyone's infected. And it's like zombies outside. And I'm like, this is worse. Yeah. This <laughs> is worse. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely worse. More, more, yeah. more, 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 more mallow, more bad. <laughs> yeah. All bad. All bad. Uh, speaking of Resident Evil, Resident Evil 3 just came out and yeah. i'm not oh. playing it yet i i am playing part two and granted i'm super late to the party i picked it up actually maybe two months after it launched last year okay uh and i only just finished leon but okay. i, I want to go through everything so that i can unlock like the infinite ammos of everything and just wreck shop mm-hmm. because makes fuck, sense because fuck you liquors <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you now when you yeah. get into uh, Resident Evil Three, you're gonna be like, yeah, now fuck you, hunters. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, and, and and you know, I thought Mr. X was bad. Nemesis is like, gonna be a dick. No, no. In fact, uh, I'm playing a little bit of it. You know what? Nemesis is a little disappointing. Well, you said honest. a little bit, so I, I'm gonna go ahead and assume that you haven't gone farther enough to where he's a pain in the neck. Well, they had that demo, right? No, no, he's a little disappointing. Um, I, I'll let you get there. I'll okay. let you get there. Okay. Uh, so, how are you guys doing with the quarantine? I've been working, yeah. like actually a lot more now, just because of uh, necessary business and whatnot. And uh, we lost some people, and now I have to go in as a loader on my days off. Did they get sick? Or they I don't left? think, well, I, I, I think they either got sick or they just quit, which I don't understand Ooh. why. I don't, I don't understand because it doesn't make sense because it's like not, you're not going anywhere else right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe they have family obligations. It's tough because uh, like school is now out for the year. Yeah, so they may have to deal. With yeah, and I've been having to deal with that too. Yeah, see, I'm I'm definitely in that boat where it's like, okay, trying to keep my son occupied while we're doing stuff. It's like it's a lot harder to work from home when you have a kid in the house. Oh, crap on a cracker, man! Oh, what, what, Jesus. what about you, Randy? How you how you holding up? Uh, doing okay. I watch a lot of movies. Uh, well, rather have movies in the background. Um, my siblings, I think I mentioned this in the last, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast. Uh, my cousins and siblings, we all, you know, we, I'm very close with them. So we are, uh, doing like week, uh, daily themes and like, so we'll like dress a certain, like we're the, it's the work from home theme of whatever. And, uh, yesterday was, what like show what your favorite movies are you gonna watch today and the first one i started with was the uh film that features love honor and most importantly family surf ninjas i watched surf ninjas nice and uh it is terrible but also so awesome uh love that movie so like much super so. campy right it's like really it's really bad but also at the same time it's so good to me Thank God there's martial arts in that. And uh, I, I, what got me was that because it stars Ernie Reyes Jr., 
who which uh, is the I only watched, reason you're playing and you're watching I, I, that I, I, actually i watched it in theaters i watched that movie in theaters with my cousin and my brother uh but it's also just a silly movie it's a fun kids film essentially and uh i remember thinking that asking my parents if we were related to them because his last name is the same as ours my dad explained to me that reyes is that that's my actual last name is not what originally was but uh, but anyways i met ernie reyes jr and he signed his photo to my cousin randy yeah. Oh, oh, come on! What a guy! What oh, a guy! Oh, come on! And I'm like, yeah. And I told him that story. He's like, yeah. My name is Randy Reyes, and he goes, oh, he's like my cousin. I'm like, oh, please sign that. Please sign that. Which he please sign that way, please. <laughs> oh, come Sorry, he's really. On. Cool. Please and thank you. Please right on. And thank you. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, man. Uh, there's there's times where this where this quarantine is driving me bonkers. Um, but I, I have been able to supplement a little bit of like Netflix, some, mm. some Hulu and uh, some gaming into it to kind of try to balance it oh, all out. Man. I've just Lucky been you. gaming more. Um, I've actually been watching more Brooklyn nine, nine. Because... You know what? That show, I, that, that I slept on that show and then I started watching it and I yeah. realized, dude, that show's uh, hilarious. That show's awesome. Terry Crews is the best. I want oh. him as my captain. Yes. Yes. Um, and I love how they actually named him Terry. Yeah, I, I think they, they were saying like in one of the, like the interviews, it's just like because he one time said like Terry loves something, and they're like, oh, we've got to use that. Yeah, and they're like, so just keep his name as Terry. Uh, oh, I picked up Panzer Dragoon. Uh, yeah, me too. Remake on mm-hmm. the Switch. It's super good. Yep, me too. Yeah. So my, my uh, well, I still got some backlog. I still have the the Devil May Cry that Sean let me borrow. So I'll probably yeah, I was play... going to ask you about that. Yeah. So I'll probably <laughs> play through Resident Evil two uh and then in order to kind of get away from the whole zombie spiel go into devil may cry and then go into resident evil 3 i, I don't capcom, know for capcom, how long capcom, though capcom, capcom, capcom. yeah all about capcom yeah they had a good year last year they had a wonderful year oh they totally did and you know it's weird that they like uh on the the nintendo like the nintendo direct they they there's a a platformer on the switch that they that capcom made i was very surprised by that i'm like uh what? <laughs> right on. Right on. This? <laughs> that that deep sea diving one. I'm like, uh, really, Capcom? Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <Yeah. I did. laughs> like it's good looking. I'm like, dang. All right, good for you guys. Yeah. I, uh, I um, guess there's the department that still makes like the the fun platformers. They don't. Yeah, have to be, they and don't then there was the triple good. A titles, you know. And then there was a mini Nintendo Direct. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, didn't that kind of come out of nowhere? Yeah. The one that came out like out of the cuts. Yeah. Like, oh, hey. good. So that it came out of the cuts for you guys too, right? Yeah. I, they just kind of like it. I saw them on my Facebook page. It's just like surprise Nintendo Direct. I'm like, why would you do that? Why would you not promote this? Uh, uh, yeah. I think it's because they weren't intending to, and they're like, fuck, we got to put this out. Mm. We got to put this out, guys. We got to do yeah. something. Well, and now you get um, They were like, hey, yo. And oh my Smash God, Brothers we haven't character. been recording. Yeah. Yeah. I'm nah, sorry. No, That's also our fault. Ah, no, I'm screwing around. We're recording. Okay. <laughs> I just had to interject that. Just oh, okay. like ten, like ten minutes into the podcast, and realize, oh man, we've been talking over nothing. But no, no, we've been recording. I just wanted okay, to screw with you a little good. bit. <laughs> that means that we just been, we've just been, you know, just talking. Yeah. Like, yeah, and uh, mini Nintendo Direct was like, hey, yo, uh, next character on Smash Brothers is going to be an Arms character, just. Please give us a little bit of time because, you know, coronavirus and everything couldn't, I don't know. It's like they couldn't release it, like, better than that, you know? Uh, very I mean, lackluster. I would have been uh, stoked if it was, like, 
yo ribbon girl or whatever I'm like i oh, mean all right. i think it comes down to is they just didn't have they probably had an idea of what to do in production they're like we need to put this out or else people are leaving people are not going to be in the office yeah because nintendo is game companies are not an essential i mean as much as i love them to be they are not an essential business yeah yeah but yeah so that's i get true. it but there were some fun things in the nintendo direct that that one was on the, the march 26th because i was very surprised to see them talk about xenoblade chronicles yeah uh, the definitive edition which i'm excited about i don't know how you guys feel about it but I'm, i didn't play the original or not the original i didn't play the 3ds version so i don't necessarily care that the amiibo um compatibility isn't there but i know that some people oh, well. are i look at my eh. and then uh i'm their demonstration of Animal Crossing low key got me excited to play Animal Crossing. <laughs> I am not. I, I no. I am almost. I I'm. If I go to a store today and I see it, I'm probably gonna buy it. No. Like all right, guys, I gotta go. Can we play Animal Crossing? Yeah. Like I said, uh, I still got my backlog, so it's it's one of those things where I don't want that to get too much big, and then I never play it. No. That's yeah. like every that's every Steam buyer's problem right now. It's oh like, yeah. The yeah. Backlog. That backlog. I don't get it. Growing. I've never gotten Animal Crossing. Never. I mean, you know, it's a fun like simulation game, kind of like The Sims, but it's their world and their rules. And you know, it's actually a lot of like sp- a lot of sports fans are playing it right now. Okay. Because it's because okay. they are able to create their own um, uh, apparel, and apparently, there's a lot of like baseball fans that are like making their own gear in the game. With their okay. Team, yeah, I think, like, I, I think one person actually created Ash Ketchum, like Gen yeah, One. They Ash totally Ketchum. did that. Gen One Ash Ketchum. Someone did a whole Legend of Zelda thing. I was like, dang, that looks surprisingly creative. I didn't think they'd be able to pull that off. Uh, but yeah, in that Nintendo Direct, it was weird because it was one of those things where I'm like, so what now? Two K games are there's games coming. They're Borderlands, yeah. Borderlands, and uh, and IO Shock. Hell yeah. And, uh, well, I don't know if you guys saw, but Bioshock or Bioshock um, that uh, 2K released what is going to be in those games, like not like the content, but the size of each content. So they're being very forthcoming for okay, it's a 20 gig cartridge, but you're going to have to do like an 8 gig update to get everything else. So it's not a just it's not just downloadable only, but it is a pretty big fucking file download. Yeah. All right, and apparently. You know I have always appreciated openness when it came down to the video game developer side. Like, if they've been open and honest about everything and they give us a heads up, hell yeah. You know? I mean, and what got me was that I appreciated that they talked about, okay, here's how big the update is for you to get everything out. Like, it's going to be, here's, you're going to get everything from, uh, you're going to get, like, I think the example I'm going to give, it's not the actual thing, but it's uh, for the Bioshock, or if not Bioshock, for the Borderlands collection, you're going to get the Bare Bones games, with no DLC, and you have to download the DLC separately. Like, I look at that and I go, okay, that makes okay. sense. Well, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. isn't that what they even did back in the uh, Xbox 360 well, days? Yeah. Yes, like, like but, it, when, it, when it sold you the Game of the Year edition, it gave you the regular copy yeah, of the game with the, with the and then a download disc so that uh, you can uh, upload those onto them. Yeah. There, the yeah, thing- there, was, there was one that came with the code and then there was ones that came with the discs. Yes. Yeah. Totally. The thing about it is I know people complain like, why is there not, why is there such a big file? I'm like, these games are not small. No, no, no. they're huge. And the granted, cartridge, they're older titles, but they still take up a lot of space. Yeah. 
and the and the carts are not big and something like oh it's all Nintendo's fault they went with this I'm like Nintendo they're trying to protect themselves you want it to be an SD card so that everyone can just bootleg everything they want on there hell no yeah I mean I think it'd be it would have been nice if they did it that way but you know they also wouldn't survive as a company true mm-hmm. remember how uh, easy it was to burn games for the uh, the Sega Dreamcast. Oh my God! It got ridiculous. So simple. Yeah. Well, it's, I know. And what happened to them? What hap- What happened to Sega after that? No. As yeah. far as the console division, anyways. Yeah. Uh, oh, what's that? Ah, oh, your time is starting. Sean doesn't show up. Oh, it Sean didn't is, show up. No, not. Really. It showed up a little bit, but Sean, you're supposed to have a second with you. Otherwise, it's going to be a long, torturous death. I know. You need to have me there with another sword to take off your head. Yes. Okay. And now yes. you disappear. Um, other games that I was really surprised to see, I guess I shouldn't be, but like games like Catherine, I didn't think that would. Yeah. I was Atlas. Like, yeah. I was like, not that Atlas doesn't support Nintendo, but I didn't think that would game would come to the Switch as quickly as it did. Um, yeah, uh, there's a bunch of stuff that are on this Nintendo Direct, and I was like, oh hey, why didn't why like Sean said, why didn't they advertise this more? What the hell? Yeah. Well. Uh, like I mean, like, Andrew, they're getting more titles. That's 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 the I, takeaway from this. Is oh, that yeah. they're getting a lot more support from third-party developers, uh, like a lot of heavy hitters, like AAA titles. Granted, they're a couple of years old, but yeah, you know, big title still. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was being on the being on the go and playing Borderlands Two doesn't sound so bad. It no, doesn't sound bad at all. I'm about Battleshock. I'm really excited to play Battleshock. And oh yeah, the it's one of my favorite games for that uh, last or those that gen of uh, consoles. That um the they they said that they they basically pushed the switch in their programming as hard as they could to make sure that it's a almost perfect experience. Sweet. So I mean we'll see. I mean I I, I always talk about I played Wolfenstein uh two and I didn't notice like I'm playing in a handheld mode and it played great. I'm like wow. I think what they're really worried about is like a repeat of Dead Rising. In which it came out for the uh, granted, it's for a different console. But it came out on the regular consoles, Xbox, and then Xbox three six. I'm sorry, Xbox three sixty, and then like PlayStation three. And then they released a port of it to the Nintendo Wii. Oh, that was it. No, that wasn't a good one though. No, and that's what I'm saying. I think they, they're they're looking at that and they're just like, man, they really had to cut back like, when they went over it, uh, to a Nintendo <laughs> device. And I think they're trying really, really hard to oh, not no. have that same mistake happen. That that wasn't even the same game. That was like, was it Chop Till You Drop? They were just trying to make a. They made a, a a Wii game that happened to have Dead Rising themed in it. Oh, okay. It was fine for what it was, but if you expected to be like, you know, overrun like with regular, zombies, well, it wasn't, wasn't going to yeah, be the case. No. Not, I mean, okay. The well, because really I couldn't remember there was a Dead Rising yeah. for the Wii. Yes, yeah. there is. It's called Chop Till right. Drop. Chop okay. Till You Drop. Uh, but yeah, on, on also um, there are other the things that I actually didn't ex- uh, that I. I guess I'm just reminded of when that Nintendo Direct is that the 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 Ring Fit is a thing, and uh, oh yeah, I, I looked at it, I'm like, dang, that game looks kind of fun. Can I get a Ring Fit still? And I looked, nope, can't find that anywhere. Actually, I it's bet. gotten so bad that even like everywhere they're sold out of the Nintendo Switch. Oh yeah, like during this entire time, everyone went and bought the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, it's crazy. Wow. And apparently, cool. there is a well. There's a couple of problems going. That one is their supply chain. Apparently, according to them, they've announced it saying more is coming, but it's the getting it to the stores. Because obviously with this uh, quarantine or shelter in place, it's hard to get items that are not essential into a store. Uh, also, I don't remember, guys, we talked about last year where 
was it Game Vice? They had that patent lawsuit against Nintendo got that, that got thrown out. Well, yeah. appa- apparently it's being revisited again because they're like saying, no, 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 we're going to do this now local or domestically in the United States. So Nintendo may, if they don't win this or if it gets uh, doesn't get thrown out, they, um, what might, if they don't pay Game Vice what they need, what they want, Nintendo Switches can't be sold in the United States, which I'm like, wow, fucking, fucking Game Vice. I get it, but come on, guys, you lost. You seriously lost this fight already. Well, oh, I mean, we'll just have to wait and see what the courts say. Uh, oh this new boy, one. let us burn down Game Vice. I'm like Game Vice. You're, you're. Granted, they have make good quality product. It just happens to be only good for that one generation of smartphones. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You made it for this, the Android. Not, yeah, yeah. That's great. Okay, how about Android 11? No, fuck you guys. Wow. God damn it. Those socks. Uh, um, as far as new consoles are concerned, uh, there are, is a rumor out there as far as the PlayStation 5 with the price point. Yeah. Of it oh, being yeah. $400, which is actually the cost of the PlayStation oh. Pro right now. Yeah. Which so is kind of that- what I expected it to be, how much it was going to cost anyway. Although I am curious as to, because that's the rumor, because, you know, the way things are now in our world, you know, so the, I guess the word term I want to use is supply chain for things is going to be really tough. Like, yeah. So I imagine if they really are selling it, I can't imagine, like, I, I would be hard pressed to believe they'll have enough to sell at that price. Because, like, not even just, like, I'm sorry, not even sell, make at that price. Because, you know, it's hard to get, like, S, was it SSDs are going to be hard to come by now? Oh, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do that. Like, Unless they the bought whole... them a while ago. It's like, dude, unless you start sitting on like 100,000 units. Yeah. Of this. So we didn't talk about the whole uh, like Microsoft coming out with their uh, the new sex box. I'm just going to call it the sex box. <laughs> and, then, and her name is Sony. And her name, her name is, is Sony. Sony. Yeah. yeah. And the new PlayStation. They're both using um, SSDs. Yeah. Yeah, they and are. It's just crazy because, you know, they're saying like, oh, we're going to have a one terabyte SSD in our systems, right? And like, all right, cool. You do understand how much SSDs are going for nowadays, especially a one terabyte SSD? Yeah, it's crazy. Unless they're doing, I'm, I, I'm not going to lie, I bet you they're going to go with the low end. They're going to go with the low end one that, that Western Digital or whoever made for them on the cheap. Because <laughs> it's even hard to come by. Like, they're even, not even just price, but availability. Yeah, so Microsoft is going to go the route with they're going to have their proprietary uh, hard drives. Yeah. And it's going to be pricey, and uh, I can only imagine how much it's going to cost. And it has to be Microsoft SSD to make it work on the sex box. Whereas PlayStation, you can interchange them, but there are certain models that do not support the PlayStation yeah. 5 and which, there's no list of that yet. Yeah, which is that's how it was on PS4. That's like they said, "Oh yeah, you can it's the recommended speed for your hard drive. Here's the here's what you want to have." You know, if I recall correctly too, we did have a discussion about this before about what we thought the price point would have been and I did oh, yeah. and I did say like, you know, I'm going against the grain here and thinking 399 um we, right now we have that as a rumor right now. <laughs> that's a rumor. Also, yeah, it's a rumor. Know. Um but we have something more that's akin to five hundred dollars. 
that makes more sense. That uh, you guys think it's still going to be like there's I, uh, there's that part of me that's really hoping 400, you know. But that's just me as the consumer, though, and not and wanting to be able to save 100 bucks. You know what? I'm probably going to spend 500 dollars because I'm probably going to buy some games with it. So maybe, maybe. <laughs> Watch. They're like it's four. It's uh, three ninety nine. You don't get any cables. You got uh, a uh, power adapter. Oh, controller separately, guys. By the way, yeah. DualShock oh, 6 absolutely. <laughs> DualShock Six separate. Yeah, yeah. We're skipping five. Fuck that. We're now, we, when we were talking about this last time too, we were also mentioning uh, that Sony really wants a very quick turnover rate from owners of the PS4 to the PS5. And we said that, you know, maybe there's an incentive to it. Like if you buy it within a certain period, like the first three months and you transfer your account over from your PS4 to your PS5, you get something. And I had said that I would think it'd be really cool if they had like PlayStation now for like three months for anybody who bought it, like within a certain period of time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you guys think that they may still go in that direction now that we're getting closer and closer to the launch? Or do you think it's just going to be like, here's the console, there you go? I don't know. You know, it is. A t- I agree with Sean. I don't know. It's because it's such a tough time now. Right now, uh, yeah. I mean, to be honest, I don't. But when they said that this uh, the COVID nineteen outbreak isn't going to affect their release date, I have a hard time believing it. I have a real hard time believing. My yeah, uh, me too. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's affecting things that we didn't think it was going to affect. Oh boy, is it? So to say that it could actually delay a console, that's feasible. That's completely yeah. feasible. So. Which leads to the next question. Uh, I mean, Randy kind of already answered this, so I'll, I'll direct this to Sean. Sean, do you think it'll have a 2020 release, or are we looking at 2021? Um, no, I think it'll be a... Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a loaded question, isn't it? It is, man, because like Microsoft is saying that, oh, it's coming out. It's, and if they got a bottom line, those guys usually kind of meet that bottom line unless something crazy happens. COVID is pretty crazy so like it's it's up in the air like i don't know huh and huh that's so weird all right i it's up in the air man i have no idea i have no idea i mean if they do make 2020 it's gonna be like a very limited release i i mean i i would imagine it could be a very limited release and that it won't be like they they won't have the amount of units that they would want to have normally and what am i getting on that sex box like right off the get what's the release uh what's they don't have the launch titles they don't have it well they are gonna have titles that probably are gonna be the same that you'll see on the on the uh xbox one Okay. Remember, they talked about that. They said that they weren't going to have any exclusive titles right away, like things that are only on the Xbox. It'll be oh, only, it's, only, it's... only Xbox One titles. They'll have like Xbox, uh, or I'm sorry, they'll have Xbox One titles that'll also be on the Xbox. Some backwards compatible. Uh... Well, not compatible, but, you know, ported over, essentially. Huh. Okay. I mean, that I kind of believe. Yeah, that makes more sense. I mean, I get like. You like know, Microsoft, they don't they'll buy uh they'll buy publishers and not use them like at all. So it is I don't know. You got Rare, you got Ninja Theory, you got That's right, I Good forgot Lord. about Ninja Theory. Although, although they that... got Double Fine and what's what's Wait, on there double right fine? now? I thought they got double I'm pretty no, sure they got double fine. I didn't hear anything but, about double fine. I'll double check that right now. But Ninja Theory Go to the tape. 
Go to the tape right now. Screen share it. I th- I'm pretty sure they got double fine. Ninja Theory. They did. They do. They launched with that trailer for the um, which we'll call it sequel, and that looks they hot. It, it looks fucking hot. hot. Okay, so according to screen share it. Uh, according yeah. to Wikipedia. So of course, oh, take no. it. Wikipedia. Well, it, you know what? If it has a source. We can check the source. Okay. Uh, it says it is an American video game developer and a studio of Xbox Game Studios based Woo! in San Francisco, California. You know what? I do remember them announcing that. Yeah. I, I do remember them announcing that. It was at, a, it was at an E3 or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Which means, if they ever de- which means if they ever decide to release a Brutal Legend game, it's only going to be on Xbox. Yep. <laughs> yes, because everyone wants another Brutal Legend game. I do. Nope. And I want to see a statue of Lemmy, goddammit. <laughs> the yeah, Killmaster. That'd be cool. <laughs> I mean, of course, everybody wanted Psychonauts 2, and that finally happened. And Yeah. You know, and guess has, what systems it it's, it's on titles, right now? You know? It has its titles where people are... It has its audience, pretty much. Yeah, it does. So what I'm, systems I, is on, I, Emmanuel? I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person who wants another Brutal Legend. Actually, I think even Schaefer's talked about it before, right. but it's just a matter of... There you go, guys. It. See? It was announced last year. Yeah. yeah. See, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. Although, how long will that last, though? Because we don't know where they stand now. I mean, just because they're there Yeah, because I don't think they bought them. I just think right now they're, they have the exclusivity to them. See? So we got 343, of course. Uh, scroll up, Randy. Scroll up. You had... We what? got... No, for Double Fine. Okay, so we have 343... Uh, well, yeah, Empires they, Obsidian. What is I this? Mean, I mean, that makes sense because three four three makes Halo. There, that's the remnant. Yeah, that of, makes sense of, of the Halo team. Of, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, that makes rare. rare. Of course, Ninja Theory, Minecraft. Okay, well, because they own Minecraft. Yeah, they do. Uh, the Initiative uh, in Excel. What? Who are they? I don't know. We'll find out. Maybe they're the new makers of uh, I don't know. Insert okay. Microsoft game here. All right. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's kind of weird. All right, yeah. but all that, all those games. So what I was trying to say is that they'll buy produce like publishers, but then it's like, are they getting used? What, what's going I mean, on? We don't, first of all, we don't know. Secondly, games take hell along to make, dude. That's true. I don't that's know why you're, you're you're talking as if they're like tiny indie titles. I'm like, these guys are heavy hitters. Yeah, and After- you know what? And like, you got Obsidian on there. It's not like you couldn't get. Uh, I. Uh, like any of the, oh my god, I was just playing it. Why am I blanking on that game? Oh, outer limit to the outer outer, outer worlds. Worlds. Thank you. Damn Sean? it, outer limits. What the hell. Hello. It's that old TV yeah. show. Okay. I know, I know. Uh, but yeah. Uh, well, it, I mean, it also it also comes down. I think it also comes down to is, uh, we're talking about like they're based. Talk about these game companies based on their reputation of whether or not like why aren't they being used? Maybe they aren't. You know working correctly like naughty dog they it's been announced they oh you know they're the ones who are making last of us and last of us 2 got delayed indefinitely and uh, uh it goes back to it goes back yeah, to what that's I, uh, it again can't see it sean sorry <laughs> uh sean but, you're doing it wrong you're doing it wrong you, you need to have me there to you need to have a second because <laughs> i need to cut your head off like that's the thing like it has to be done that way i'll bleed anyway, out in pain uh <laughs> for a prolonged and, period yeah i know that's dumb um but no, apparently, like Naughty Dog, like I mentioned this before, <laughs> I, I gotta look up the guy's name. But he was the former like art or not art director, but he was one of the on the um, design uh, art design team. 
and he talked about how I mentioned this before that he he felt like if Naughty Dog was half as good as based on the reputation, they would have shipped this game last year. Yeah, you mentioned that in the last podcast. Well, apparently it's getting more. He like doubled down on it, saying, "Hey, I told you guys." It's like, yeah, we don't. I I'm kind of wondering whether or not based on because of their reputation that they just they they couldn't live up to the hype. I also heard did the uh, the Uncharted movie also get suspended indefinitely? Well, that's because you know. I mean, granted, granted, different different yeah. genre like in the yeah. movie section but just since we're talking about playstation yeah. stuff yeah yeah i blame um, covid19 yeah covid19 messed it up but uh also i think it's mainly because they don't have experienced team members and they're asking so much of these guys and girls to to make these games you know i mean after seeing what the uh nathan fillion version of of uncharted would look like i would like to see this new movie have because i know they got they got Spider-Man for the role. And what I'd like to see is at the very beginning, it being Nathan Fillion, but then Nathan Fillion, like in the middle of an adventure, going back into like one of his first adventures when he was a young kid. And that's when they have the Spider-Man one come in. Mm. And then like the series can be the entire him. And it's just Nathan Fillion thinking about the old adventures that he used to have. I mean, maybe, maybe. But also, you know, I have no idea what you're talking about. You never seen the you you've seen it, right? The Nathan Fillion the fan oh, film they did. Yeah, but I don't know where Spider Man comes into all. No, that. it's because Tom Holland is going to be the new the new Nathan Drake. It's like oh, a story. okay, okay. Yeah. You didn't know that, Sean? Yes, Nathan. They, <laughs> I didn't know that. He, he actually said that in an interview on. It's one of the many things he leaked because he's like, oh man, I was playing Uncharted, and then I thought, man, this would be really fun, and then I talked to a Sony exec about it. And uh, I guess I'm going to be Nathan Drake, guys. I'm like, I don't think you're going to actually say that. Idiot. I mean, <laughs> great for us because we got to find out earlier, but idiot. Like, bro. You don't this is why me. we can't tell you anything. This is no. why we can't have nice things. This is why other Mar- the MCU actors make fun of you. This is why Anthony Mackie talks shit. To oh, Anthony Mackie just goes, burns him as him. much as humanly possible. Amazing. But out of love. Out of, out it's of love, of course, yeah. of course. Uh but yeah, so I imagine, I know, man, oh, I was really excited for Last of Us 2, and I'm like, oh shit, it's getting delayed. Ugh. The reason that was coming out with a sequel, and it was coming out this year, is why I started playing the LP, or the, um, my stream for that. Now, I'm like, what do I do? Just, oh, I guess I could just play Resident Evil 3, which is fine. Uh, you know what you could do is just enjoy Last of Us <laughs> Definitive Edition as much as you can. Yeah. Because it might be the only one you get. I mean, I, I, I mean, you know what? I feel like they've already put so much work into this that we're eventually going to get it. Will you put the sword down? I, I don't know, man. But I know. I, I, it's one of those things where if we're going to get it, we're going to get it kind of late. If It also depends on when, like, what was causing this delay. If it really is COVID-19 and this outbreak, then it might be able to pick up. But if it's other internal stuff that's been very public – Mate, so but not as bad as like rock stars issues yeah but you know it's one of those things where i'm like ooh, i think naughty dog might be i think we might see naughty dog titles being made by uh santa monica studios now Ooh, i mean that's I not mean, a bad thing we've had some pretty cool stuff in the I santa mean, monica th- studios, yeah but. oh yeah or like headed off to insomniac insomniac solid no one's yeah. sure no one said any terrible shit about them yet so well i think we're kind of glossing time. over i think we're glossing over the main uh issue here yeah just 
the overwork and just burnout factor of the video game industry, like professionally, it's a problem. It is. And uh, oh yeah, totally. We and talked about this before. Remember when we were saying that somebody was trying to unionize for a game? Yeah, do that. Do that. Like it's a double-edged sword. Like I, I think like Randy and I almost got into a bit of an argument about it where I was saying, like, yeah, when we talked about it. it like about a three or Rand, four months ago. It was just yeah. like, yeah, but imagine how many people get fired off of that because there are a lot of them are contractor works. Like yeah. it like how big of a blow that would hit the industry if so many people lost their jobs. And like here's a new yeah. team, but that new team has no idea what the other one's doing. It's <laughs> like it's it's a really fucked it's up situation. Be, it could be it could be potentially we could get like, uh, what's I'm gonna call it? Uh, um, oh my God, what was that? The new team that EA got to make for was it Armageddon? Was it Armageddon? No, I don't know. Oh, oh my God, um, Mass Effect. Uh, yeah, the Mass Effect Andromeda. Andromeda, sorry, Andromeda. Yeah, we could just get a whole bunch of those games for as it's not not that title specifically, but be, you know, quality Andromeda of was, that title. Yeah, Andromeda was, was made not by very no, yeah. Like Not you a lot of say, quality. We could say, hey, yeah, uh, we want everybody unionized. The companies could could do that. They could also streamline a whole lot. By streamline, I mean like fire 95% of their workforce. And Ultimately, you know. I think what needs to happen in order for this to actually take root is, and I know this is like really, really far-fetched, but just, just follow me for a second. Okay. Is there needs to be a either a developer or publisher slash developer that actually treat their, their contract workers well to the point where it's just like, okay, yeah, you're still under contract, but you're going to get overtime. If we need to do overtime, you're going to get this, this, and that because what needs to happen is they need to start developing the pattern. So everybody wants to go work for them. Yeah. And now the competitors need to start taking care of their contract workers and give them incentives to come work for EA 2k yeah uh whichever other ones i think that's that's um, the more feasible way of going about it because unfortunately again i am all for unions but i also understand randy's argument of them just yeah. like okay you're gone and that's it you know that's it, that's a real situation that can happen yeah. and the problem you, with it is that there is a bunch of people like ready to go right when they fire take that spot that, immediately that take that spot immediately and they're not going to know what the fuck to do. Usually, no, uh, right. Again, Andromeda level <laughs> game, you know, yeah. it's just like, that's effect Andromeda. That's what's happening. Yeah. I mean, arguably that's what's happened with, uh, I mean, without seeing the game and based on what that guy said, it's what's going on with last of us too. Cause all they had was a bunch of not senior people working who are, some are very talented and really amazing, but not a lot of them are. So my, my, like I said, my way of thinking about it is that if there's going to be any change, it has to actually be a publisher or a publisher slash developer that says like, Hey, come work for us. We'll take care of you. If you can make some great quality stuff, if you, you have know, to work overtime, we'll give you overtime pay, you know, basically treat them like human beings. Yeah. Kind of thing. And then maybe, and then, you know, I, I think others will have to take root because if everybody wants to start working from them, and if they get enough like titles that they can work on, that's plenty of work for everybody. Again, this is all like best case scenario. Oh yeah, this well, is absolute best case scenario. I mean, but it's it's either that or risk trying to create that union and just like dozens of people losing their jobs out. Right? Like you've seen some of the stories of like the closures of of, of publishers and, and developers. Like imagine them doing that to a bunch of graphic designers just like that. 
you know, yeah. or storyboard writers or, yeah. Oh yeah. All of, you know, I don't know how many people actually stick around for the credits on a video game, but there are a lot of people that work on titles, even titles that probably only last seven or eight hours. There are tons of people working. On that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't speak exactly how it was, but I remember my time working in the game industry and I would say that they were that the like at least with the testering team and everything, that they I felt like they were t- treated pretty well. I was part of it, and the only downside is a lot of the times what we're talking about is titles that aren't necessarily great. They're not games that are going to sell well. So it's like oh, you have a great you get treated well, but your games eh, it's not going to it's already out the gate not not necessarily not good, but it's mediocre, and you're not going to make a lot of money on that. And that's what sucks. It's like, if you look at the, um, there's a lot of companies who probably have done that where it's like, Oh, they treated these, this squad really well, but they did it revenue wise, make as much as they wanted. So now that team has to go. And it's like, yeah, that's that's how that works. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. And that's why I'm like, I, I'm for in the best case scenario. I am for a union. Cause I want to, I've been in the world where like you work in crunch and whatnot, but at the same time, I also understand how businesses work and realistically, People can just bounce. Like companies will be like, "Oh, we're out, deuces." Have fun with your union, where you get nothing out of it because, you know, we we closed. But uh, I don't know. We're ho- hopefully, hopefully, something can come of, of it. Because I also understand, like people, like some comments I hear. It's like, "Oh, why are game? You know, not game departments, but people work in the game industry complaining they worked on a title, they got paid." I'm like, "Yeah, but there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into that." Like, yeah, hundred-hour work weeks. I mean, if I'm getting paid, I mean, for me, I look at my like, hundred-hour work week. Fuck yeah, money! Well, high fives, high fives, high fives. But at well, the, same the time, game industry can only be known that it is like a pain in the ass to work for for so long before you get like the creative people, yeah. the really yeah. talented people. Oh, yeah, start going somewhere else and not going into games. So th- it can happen. Yeah. I mean, that's every job. That's almost every job. Yeah. Like I, I, I somehow ended up working uh, in, well, I mean, it's a kind of, I guess it's a parallel sort of, but I work with uh, software engineers now. It's like, yeah. Oh I, yeah. I, you I, work for, you work with software engineers for yeah. like something corporate and yeah. you go into work and you're like, Hey, cool. I have work to do. And Hey, cool. I'm not going to lose my job today. <laughs> I yeah. don't don't you jinx me, but yeah, no, no, no. you're fine. I'm you're fine, fine right now. Yeah, exactly. But right. you go anywhere else, it's like, oh, no, I don't that's know. Well, yeah, that's almost everything, though. That's almost everything. All right. So uh, moving on. Uh, a while back, there was a podcast that I mistakenly deleted uh, okay. when I was trying to. <laughs> oh, a new closer. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it was the podcast where it was just Sean and I. Randy had... The Randy? No, the, I think the Randy Emmanuel went to Disney. Show. I, was, like, uh, I, I think I it was a Disney. Disneyland. Yeah, I I went to, Disneyland. you went to Disney with your family. Yes, I did. Um, so it was just us. And then we had done a pretty good job on the podcast. I really enjoyed it. So I, like, I doubly felt bad about what happened with that. Uh, one of the topics that we had on there was... You it told was, a really great story on that podcast, too. Did I really? Oh, yeah. Um, well, I don't think I can remember it, so... Um, it was. I, you want me to remind you? Sure. Okay. Well, it was the first, Usagi Ujimbo. You met the guy, the creator oh, of the Usagi right. Ujimbo. Yeah. And he uh, tried to tag. Uh, he was like, "Oh, you got, you're really cool, Emmanuel. Oh, you have a podcast? Yeah, it's called Word Vomit, right?" And I'm right. Like, oh, cool. And he tagged the other podcast that is Word Vomit. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's the story. That's the story. Yeah. <laughs> so this story. happened, I guess this ha- that means that this kind of happened in December then. Yeah. Because I, I, I went to Nevada to go visit family in November for Thanksgiving. And I follow Stan Sakay on, on Facebook and on Instagram now after that. Um, and I took pictures at the event. Uh, he signed my copy. Uh, I think it was like the first issue of Osagi Ujima that went back to IDW after being with Dark Horse for so long. Yeah. I feel bad that I didn't get the, because there was a variant copy. I didn't realize it had it in stock until after the fact. I was like, fuck, oh, well, whatever. But um, took pictures. And I, uh, I think I tagged Stan and Kevin Eastman hmm. at the event because Kevin Eastman was there also. And um, I, I'm scrolling through my Facebook and I see that I'm like, hey, I don't remember posting these pictures on Facebook, just on Instagram. And then I look and it's just like, oh, shit, Stan uh, Sakai was the one who put this up. I'm like, no way. I'm so stuck. I'm like, oh my God. And I, and you know how, like on Facebook, if the text is too long, it'll blank it out, but it'll say, like, you know, more. See, yeah, yeah, more. Do that. And I see, and he credits Word Vomit the podcast. Ugh. Oh. Ouch. I was so heartbroken. I mean, not us. It wasn't us. And I clicked nope. it, and it, apparently that podcast is uh, a man Dead. and his wife. And they talk about their family. It's dead. They and, haven't and, and done a show. Active. They're not active. Yeah, they haven't done a show since last year, January. Yeah. So 2019 January. Yeah, and I mean yeah. early January. Yeah. So I. Uh, I we are the Word Vomit Podcast. Yeah. Um. So I send everywhere else you. Go. I, I send Stan oh, a message. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I sent uh, I sent Stan a message on Facebook, and I'm not I mean I'm not expecting a response in any way, shape, or form. Uh, no, don't don't way. twist your fingers too much. I'm trying um, to figure out. Uh, there's the go. other way, but all right, it's, it's like this. There you go. There you like go. That. And like that. <laughs> Gang oh, signs. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've been drinking for like three hours, guys. Come on. <laughs> and uh, I, I guess uh, I, I don't think it was Stan. I think no. it was his wife actually nope, way. who was responding to them. Cause I sent the message. I was like, Hey, is there, <laughs> is there any way? And I'm not expecting them to do it. I was like, is there any way that you can change it? Word on at the podcast, is not <laughs> us. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping against hope here. I'm just like, man, I mean, that'd be, that'd be so awesome if they did. I'm not expecting them to even respond to this. And what do you say? Um, they said, we're really sorry about the mistake. Um, Stan doesn't handle his own personal social media. We have a that social makes, media person. Okay. That was right. nice. And, and they said, uh, we'll talk to them and we'll see if they can get that fixed. Oh, and I'm thinking, and I'm like, oh, that's super sweet. That's very nice. But again, I'm, I'm thinking like, it's probably not going to be for like a month or so. Um, because, you know, how, how are they going to remember that this one guy asked for this when he has to go do book signings and he's, oh, yeah. he's still working on it? Uh-huh. Two days later, they changed it. Nice. I was just like, oh my God. Yeah. Great story. I was so happy. And like, it's like, I already loved his work. I just love that guy in general now. Him and his family, (laughs) super cool peeps. I'm super grateful for them. Yep. So there you go. Um, Really nice. But one of the other topics that we talked about during the show is it was during the time that PlayStation was having their anniversary. I think it was their 25th. 
Yes. That was a 25th anniversary. Mm -hmm. So we uh, discussed our top five favorite PlayStation 1 games. Um, But because it got deleted, we didn't actually get to put it out there. So I'd like to revisit that. And what's even cooler about it is that we do have Randy here now. So we can get Randy's top five games. Um, So I I figure we can go through the digital circle that I'm seeing. uh, And we'll start to my left with Randy King. It doesn't have to be like... It doesn't have to be like fifth, fourth, third. It's just like your your fe- your five favorite games. You don't have to actually put them in like nine. Number one is this game. Yeah, me and you went back and forth when we did that podcast. Yeah. So, um, do you want to actually start off, Randy, or should we start off with Sean? <coughs> I'll go ahead and start off with Sean. But okay. Here. Boom! Look what I did. What oh. did you do? Screen sharing, celebrating twenty five years with the PlayStation. Heck to the yeah! So long ago though, but it's still good. Still good. Still yeah, good. This is from Jim Ryan way back when Mm -hmm. in December last year. Okay, that's enough. All right, yeah. Okay. Uh, Sean, do you want to go ahead and start us off? What was one Uh, of your top five favorite PlayStation 1 games? Let me see. If I remember correctly, we went from like bottom to the top to the high tier. Uh, Where I think we should Uh, just go with whatever. Just just go with whatever at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with because we may have to speed this up. We got Uh, time. We got time. I'm, I'm clocking us. Okay, uh, let's Sorry. go with, if you haven't seen uh, The Word Vomit's uh, Killer Game Swap on our, uh, on our YouTube channel, I want Rival Schools, so I'm going to say Rival Schools right rival now. Rival Schools. Yep. Cool, cool. Hey, guys. Oh, sorry to do this, but okay. uh, I need to step away just for a second. Sorry, just really quick. It'll be 30 Got seconds. It. But keep Got going, it. Sean. Okay, cool. No, I like that's... Just the rival schools, man. Particular reason? Great. What do you mean particular reason? Rival schools. Well, because there's people people out there who don't know what rival schools are. You're right. You're right. Okay. 3D fighting. I wouldn't say at its best. It doesn't look the greatest, but you know what? When I can tag in my, uh, when I can tag in my partner and we got like tag team moves, like particular tag team moves. If I, like if two people got together and they went to, uh, do their tag move their tag move is different from everybody else's other tag moves and it's it's just variety it's not like um we're it's not like anything in the versus series like street fighter was just like cap uh street fighter with marvel or anything they do their super and then they do their super that sort of thing no 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 it's an individual tag a unique ability that certain characters have when they team up with somebody yes and it's great it's awesome and i love it and uh with, I can't even talk about Project Justice because it got a little <laughs> better with Project Justice, but yeah. Wasn't that Dreamcast? Yeah, it was Dreamcast. But okay. yeah, we're talking about PlayStation. Right. But all right, next. Okay. Um, one of my favorites uh, was uh, Resident Evil 2. Good pick. I, I felt like for that... So Resident Evil 1 came out, and, and mind you, despite it being a wonderful game, uh, voice acting was just god awful. Like, oh, oh shoot, I'm human. In RE2? In RE1. Oh, I'm saying said, yeah, RE1. RE1. Yeah. You said Resident Evil 2. Did you I say 2? Yeah, you did. Okay, Resident Evil 1. Okay. Terrible. I mean, with 2, you can tell that they made a better effort uh, as far not, as... No, not really. A, they tried. I said they tried to do a better effort. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, they did. They did because there was actually moments like I, I did like the uh, you almost became a Jill sandwich. Oh, <laughs> you're right. It's Don't a shoot. weapon. I'm human. 
Um, that's a that, little you know, I, at least not quite much. At least the saving grace for me was Ada. I mean, everybody did a terrible yeah. job in there, but like the Ada that they had for Resident Evil Two was actually oh, pretty good. She was good. legit. She yeah. was legit. Yeah. She, she was, was legit. she was really good at. It. Um, but also in the in the sense of like, I love the idea that they had uh, the cross platforming to it, not cross platforming, but but the cross gaming to it. So I, it wasn't a major thing, but one of the things that they did in the game, uh, which I thought was really cool, is that there's that one point where mm-hmm. depending on who you play as, you go into a room. And there is a side pack, which opens up two more item slots, and a submachine gun, which took up two item slots. Yeah. And then you can grab it, and then when you try to grab the other one, it says, you know what? Like, Leon might come in. If you play as Claire, or, or if you're playing as Leon, said, Claire might actually come by here. It might be a good idea to leave this for her. And then you, could, you still have the option to take it, but then when you actually do end up in that same room off of the same save file with the other character, if you left them anything, it's there. And if you didn't, yeah. nothing's there. Like, that was a really cool feature to me. It like, it's a very tiny thing, but it was a really cool setup to everything. Yeah, to where that's cool. the actions of one character can affect the others depending on what you're doing. Um, legitimately scared me uh, when, like, the liquor crashed through the, the double-sided uh, glass. Mm-hmm. You know, like when they go and they interrogate somebody, like they see the mirror, but the other side, like that legitimately got me like a jump scare right there because I didn't see it coming at all. It's like, oh, we're totally fine here. Oh, here's the item that I need to crash. Oh, shit. And like just having pistol ammo, I don't have any more shotgun shells, so I have to try to kill it with just the regular gun. Yeah. Like yeah, moments well, like that were a lot of fun. To you want to go in with the shotgun. Yeah. But I didn't know there was liquor that was going to be coming that way. So I ended yeah. up dying having to go to the last safe point, then learning my lesson, taking the shotgun with me, making sure I had shells. Yeah. I took that okay. son of a bitch out. Yep. <laughs> and then having like, when you, when you completed both games, you got the extended ending. So like when you, when you did one yeah. level with like Claire and then you did Leon, then you had that little bit of extra part that you could only get. And what sucked is that my friend only let me borrow Leon's cause he lost Claire's. So it wasn't until much, much later that I actually got to play at, you know, the other side of that and then complete the story for it. So uh, Resident Evil 2 is one of my favorites from the PlayStation 1 era. Okay. All right, Randy? Uh, I'm going to go with something easy, easily accessible, but uh, not necessarily because of its length, per se, but metal, the first Metal Gear Solid game. Okay. What I thought was a very That's well, on my list too. It's a very well polished game. It is also a very well um like engine as far as the as far as the engineering goes of it. Because there's also little things in there that they did like they included uh like po- like they would look in your memory card to verify if you had you like Castlevania. So it's like, yeah, things like that. It's like, "Oh, hey." So like Metal Gear Solid was really dope. Um, I also like that it, if you try to cheat it, uh, it would let you know, hey, you're using a um, a turbo uh, controller. Well, yeah, yeah, they let you. They they saw that, and like, there's ways around it, but like, it's one of those things where, oh shit, oh they psychomanus is scaring they, shit out of me. Yeah, it's like, oh my god, how they do that? And you're like, oh, it's because it's amazing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, well, I mean, it's one of those games where I didn't expect it to be that way, and it was it it was a short game. Once you come down to it, it was a very short game, but it was also one of the first like 
I guess, espionage, spy, stealth games there were. Because there wasn't really, I mean, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there wasn't a lot of these games. No. Uh, and when you break it down now, I don't know necessarily if it holds up per se, but it does. It is very much a, like, the beginning of a genre that it, it still goes on. And, uh, you know, Metal Gear has been around for a longest time. I mean, like, I got my, was it right here? I got my, I don't know if people see it, my Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. The SOCOM! Oh, wait, no, uh, not no. the SOCOM. No, no, the SOCOM I have. Oh, man, if I can get the SOCOM out. Uh, but this is my Metal Gear Solid PSP that I have that actually shows, you know, if you can see it, but it has, like, snake hair. Nice. And, yeah. uh, with my background, it doesn't show well. But, um, yeah, it's one of those games where... It's also the story was really good, even though like pretty much everybody you fight in in uh, this part of that squad will give you the same story, but it's still very dramatic. My char- my favorite character to fight against was Sniper Wolf. Uh, I was like, oh man, I feel so bad that I had to kill her. But she yeah, was she was really cool. But she was really cool. And Sneak, why didn't you get with that? And then uh, why did Otacon get with uh, that? Well, well I, I mean, mean, I understand why Otacon get with that. He couldn't get with that. Well, but, no, he can't. I mean, but you know. But yes, uh, Metal, yeah, Metal Gear MGS was super good. Good, cool. yeah. Cool. Uh, Sean, back to you. Uh, Tenchu, Stealth Assassin. Ah, good one, good one. Yep. Uh, there's a game I probably should have seen if I can try and find it. The killer game swap with words I can speak with, yes. Um, yeah, dude, I... God, I love Tenchu. <laughs> And to think Sekiro was supposed to be Tenchu, or, yeah, that kind of breaks my heart, but then you play Sekiro and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. So, so, uh, so what was up with Tenchu, Stealth Assassins? Like, what, uh, why? I lo- you know what? The game design itself is just all designed around stealth. I'm not even a big fan of the levels or whatnot, but, I mean, it, the gameplay was really good, and god damn, that soundtrack is so good. That soundtrack is so good. God, I love it. Um, I can't even go... Uh, like, graphically, it's not even the best either. Like, most of the levels were done in, like, caves, or if you're outside, uh, the draw distance kind of sucked, but it was done at night, you know, because you're a ninja, of course, and it makes sense, but... Yeah. But I mean, you, you, also gotta, good. you also gotta believe it. It's also because, you know, this was made like two decades ago that's like, true this, if this was top of the line back then yeah. it really was man does it hold up now mm, no i don't know but it is fun to play <laughs> oh nice. so good all right um my next title tekken 3 i feel like not a big tekken guy no so that's I'm no not. tekken 3 this is gonna be late sorry guys this is gonna say look there's tetchu right there and there you go. That's it. Based, based on the graphics and the on the card, not great. <sighs> no, not great. Stealth it doesn't kills. hold up well, though. Yeah, stealth yeah. kills are great. Stealth kills are great. I think the gameplay for that still probably holds up. Oh no, it it, it does because they still make games are uh, still use that. Use yeah. That ability. If um, there's a remake that needs to be done, Tenchu. Yes. Talk, oh. I think that was Activision, right? That's totally Activision. Yeah, it's a talk to them. You um, can't talk to them. <laughs> going back to it, Tekken 3. Uh, you know, I felt like Tekken 3 is where the game really took shape. And this okay. isn't a knock on Tekken 1 or Tekken 2. Um, but, like, for instance, if you take a look at King from Tekken 1 to King in Tekken 3, like, you can tell that they were getting better at it. Like, as far as the character designs. Okay. 
uh, the animations to it. Like, like King had this weird thing where like it was a muscular dude and then just a jaguar head. Like, yeah. it, was, it was weird. Like, w- what's up with this? And then when you get to Tekken 3 and you look at King, it's just like, no, that guy looks like a legitimate wrestler now. Like, big, bulky, but also being able to do all the, the crazy stuff that luchadors do, mm-hmm. as well as a bunch of suplex chains. Like, I think they did a really good job with that one. I as, have a as question far as being about able that, to, to To get everybody to look right for the, the game. Okay. What, what was the question? So, they started using King... Like what in the very first Tekken, right? Yeah, and they kept making him better and better and better. So now he looks like a dude with a jaguar mask, right? Right. Okay. When did Super King come in or Armored King? Is the it first one. Super King or Armored King? Armored King. It's Armored King. Oh, I guess you can't be Super King because yeah, no, Armored <laughs> King was in the first one. Okay. He was right. uh he was King Sub Boss. All right. Cool. All right. Because he's in Tekken 7, and he's amazing. Yeah, and what's cool about it, too, is that as far as when it went to a later game, in order to differentiate them a bit more, they gave King more of a Lucha Libre-style wrestling. Okay. A, a bit more uh, agile, a bit more like splashes and things of the likes, whereas King became more of like the technical wrestler, being able okay, to do suplexes cool. and submissions. Not to say that Armored King couldn't do that, but in order to make it's him King. different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. But if you look right. at the very first one, it's this weird image. No, yeah. We're not going no. there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you, you can tell that they were just starting with the game, but by the time they hit Tekken 3, everybody hit their stride. Yeah. And they were able to do some really cool things with it. Like, the fact that they were able to, to get, like, Capoeira in the game as one of the fighting styles for Eddie Gordo. Oh, yeah. That, that's saying something kind of... That was crazy right there. Like, the guy oh, wow. they based The guy they based that on, he's actually from here. Like, he, t- yeah, he, he taught is. a class... He taught a class in uh, UC Berkeley. Latif Crowder? Uh, I think that was his name. I remember taking his class, and it was hard as fuck. Yeah. I bet. That style, is that, that, that style is brutal, but it's so much fun once you're able to do everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tekken 3 as one of the top five for me. Okay. Next... Randy. Oh, uh, you know what? I'm going to go with something that a lot, like a lot of my favorite um, PlayStation games aren't games that necessarily a lot of people were jump, jumping on, but I love them so much. One is Konami's Silent Bomber. Silent Bomber was a like um, action shooter, but you had to like, it used a lock on feature uh, so you can throw bombs at uh, different characters. And it was, Pretty dope. Like, I, I love that because it was very different. It wasn't just me, you know, mashing buttons to shoot at people. It was me, you know, running through levels, jumping, it was very platformy, but it also had it where, oh, look, I can lock on a character, throw like five bombs at a place, and then detonate it when I want to. And it was super rad. And uh, I mean, I know that's not a game that gets a lot of play. Let me see if I can even pull yeah, it up. Like I said, it's one of your I was going to try, yeah. but yeah, I'm like, Silent Bomber? Yeah, Silent Bomber. I don't. About, I actually own that game. I own the Japanese version and the American version okay. because I loved it that much. And it was one of those games where, holy crap, I didn't expect this to be as fun as it was. And I okay. also am not surprised that no one else played it. Yeah, so, I'm drawing a blank on it. Uh, let me give me a second to see okay. if I can pull this up. Uh, not Amazon. Oh, sharing pages. See, this doesn't help at all. Uh, How much is it yeah. on Amazon? Uh, <laughs> well, no, I'm sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just here. I can just pull up all the pages. Of, here we go. Okay. What my search was, but yeah, Silent Bomber. Um, I own this. It is a. It actually, I, I imagine this game would have been in 
um, in the Metal Gear world because it's giant mechs that come in. You got okay. to throw stuff in there. Um, voice acting, as with almost every Japanese game of the era, terrible. Uh, sure. But it's also very, you know, it released here in America. All right. And, uh, I, I, it, it's definitely one of those games where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. It's actually the first game I loaded up on my, I'm going to admit it, I'm, I loaded up it on my PlayStation Classic. Nice. Okay. This game, Final Bomber. What am I doing an LP of that? If you want to get that going, we can't. I mean, I actually own the disc. It's just like, oh, I have a PlayStation that can run it. It just looks nicer on something else. Well, yeah. If you ever want to stream it, then go for it. I I think the problem now is that if you people try, like people are going to ask, like when they listen, they're like, oh, how does this game look now? I'm like, nope. I bet. I bet. That sounds like it's early PlayStation. Well, actually, it's not. It's not. No. Okay. It, it, surprisingly enough, it, not that early, but it's one of those things where PlayStation games as a whole don't look that great. Okay. So, All right. Look that great now by by now standards. By now okay. Standards. Cool. So what do you got, Sean? Try to imagine if a you game will. you know. All right, if you will, maybe I should screen share. No, no, let's. Not. Well, let's see. While I make this, do this monologue, try to imagine this game that you have never heard of. This game you're like. What is this game that looks like a fighting game? Well, I don't know, man. I mean, you get this character. The Street Fighter EX. There's a roster of just classic people. You're like, okay, cool. That guy looks like a fighter. And uh, I mean, what's, what's, uh, what's up with this, right? And you go in, you mess with it, and then out of freaking nowhere, it's a dancing game. Ladies and gentlemen, Buster Group. <laughs> like, who is this disco? Oh, that was actually on my list. Yeah. Who is this disco, man? I can't. I forgot how to screen share. There's a screen share button. It's a little green one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Go. I got you, Sean. I got you. I got it. I got it. No, sure? I can do it. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I'm there. I think this is. Aw. Uh, I don't think it. There works. it is. Wait. It, there it is. I see it. Buster Groove. Oh, okay. Cool. All right, because it doesn't look like it showed up for me. All right. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. It. The first Buster Groove. I love this game. Yeah. I actually own the Japanese version in Japan. It's called Busta Move. Yeah, it, it totally is. And uh, honestly, man, I'm like, yeah. Uh, the, the Japanese one, I'm not too keen. Well, no, the first Busta Groove or the Busta Move Japanese, whatever. Mm. Fine. It's just Busta Groove, whatever. Yeah, the yeah. Sequel. Yeah. You can only get an import. Uh, not that's that not great. True. That's not true. Really? Because I cannot yeah. find Buster Groove too. Well, because it's because sequels generally are harder to come by for games like that. Because it was made by Antec, who wasn't a big studio. I thought. And, it, oh yeah, you're right. No, and, it is Antec. Sorry, not Antec. Age Tech. Uh, but they didn't make a lot of them, and the sequel did. I thought Actually, it was Enix. But... Uh, 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 well, it's both but it's like the developing and then the publishing but they didn't make a lot of it and i actually own the sequel and i think it holds up it's just a lot i just didn't like the music uh i don't know i think the music because i've listened to the music and i'm like this is not as cool as the first one so i the first one is great listening to it is different than playing to it okay all right Uh, but i haven't played to it at all i have no uh, idea i i played it and i like it but it's also i realized that there is a because the type of game it is, you cannot play it on a modern television. <laughs> oh, no. You can't. No, there is. 
even you, you, emulators. You need a CRT a TV yeah. for those. Oh, no, yeah. Even in emulation, uh, because there's a latency problem with emulation and whatnot, you can't play that game accurately at all. I mean, you I, have I, to have the disc. You have I to have, have a PlayStation yeah. Oh, yeah. to make yeah. that sucker work. Yeah. And if you want to stream it, good fucking luck. I, I played, I've played both because I own both. And I played it on an HDTV, and it's a lot harder now. I'm like, is it me? And I'm like, Ugh. I know I'm better at it than this. <laughs> yeah, and I used to I, be good at this. And then I played. I pl- I took the time to plug in a CRT, and I'm like, no, no, no. This is how it's supposed to be. Okay, now I remember. But it is hard. Like rhythm games that are from that era, really hard. Yeah, really like Rappa hard. and whatnot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah, Bust a Move or sorry, Buster Groove. Bust, yeah, Buster Groove is my favorite. Uh, like rhythm game out of that era. Yeah. That's good. It's a good yeah, choice, man. Real good. I'm all about Gasso. Gasso is my favorite character. Gasso and Gasso is hella great, man. Gasso. Like Gasso, he oh, uh, he's good. Yeah, Strike was my boy. Uh and Shorty. I loved Shorty. Shorty. Yeah. I knew a girl in that era who actually loved that game because she looked like Shorty. Hot. Yeah. Yeah. At the time. Probably not so much now. I, you don't know. Hey, I mean, well, you mean you probably grew short, up and rose really even that, hotter. Yeah, that, that short, that shorty look. Yeah, it's kind of weird now for us in yeah, our forties getting uh-huh. there. But you don't know. Hey, if she wants to wear that now of age, doing that, my like, hey, that's her business. More power to you, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, next. Next style for me would be. Mega Man X4. Oh, good choice. That was the first one that came out for the PlayStation as far as the X series. Yeah. Um, they had finished up Mega Man X3 for the Super Nintendo, went to 4. Um, That's the one with, with Zero, the side, right? As, no, as a regular character. Yeah, point. he's a regular character. Yeah. 3, okay, he was a yeah. side character that you could play as partway through some of the levels. Yeah. Uh, and the ending, depending on whether Zero survived or not, as far as like that, it would, you would get one of two endings, one that would be a better ending than the other. But part four was where they made him like a regular character, so he wasn't more powerful than X at this point. They were actually on even levels, and um, like being able to play as him, and then him be- being able to get his own weapons. Where they weren't even weapons; they were actually Techniques. skill sets. Yeah. So like great. he would have like the I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. So he had all of those. Uh, you still got to play as Mega Man, mm-hmm. of course. This is the oh, one. Sorry, X. Yeah, there it That's is, right the there. Um, also, one of the the greatest memes ever created was <laughs> I know was, what you're gonna go. <laughs> what am I fighting for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just, just so cheesy. Oh my god! It's just like I, I'm what so is- glad that the second Black Ranger took over voice acting for him because he does his, such a better job. Yeah, his campaign, his side of the campaign was the most more entertaining one. It was. Man. It really was. Like, All right, cool. It was awesome. Uh, Sean, cl- uh, closer to the mic, man. Yeah, I think you. Knocked, I think you, you moved your mic over. Yeah, I did. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Um, and then, um, so ha- him having his own move sets, and then I, I guess the developers got a little lazy. Because because of the fact that um, he got movesets instead of actual, like, beams or, or different shots, um, they had to, like, double up on some of the, the Maverick's weaknesses. Oh, so, yeah, for instance, uh, there was a Cyber Peacock, and you had to use, like, Soul Force with Mega Man specifically to, to attack him. But if because... Zero, it's a pain. It's a fight. 
No, it's not. Because all you have to do is do his uh, his rising flame attack. Oh, you're right. Oh, okay. So that worked, that worked against him, and it worked against the uh, Frost Walrus. Okay, yeah. So it, it was a moment where they were just like, well, you know, because we're giving him this, we have to give him things that, like, balance it out. Because okay. there are some things that you got that weren't even, like, like one of them was uh like an upgrade for your beam saber so that you can uh attack projectile attacks and stop them. Yeah. You know, how do you use that on a boss? Uh well, um uh, That was really hard. That usually in you know that what? case it's a you know fight. What? Have him use the ice attack on this enemy too. Like there you go. But I remember Otherwise, solid game, one of my favorite Mega Man X game series. I remember playing that and be like, man, Zero's so tough, but it's so fun. It's like, ooh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah because you actually set. had to go up to them and use your sword. Whereas oh, Mega so Man, good. you could just like stay back and shoot. Yeah, but that yeah, it's also another strategy. It was a pretty good game. Pretty yeah. good game. So yeah, uh, for my uh, third of five, Mega Man X. Okay. Ready? Randall. Uh, I am going to go with uh, it, I guess it's the beginning of it's a hint of what what happened later in their history, but Street Fighter EX plus Alpha, because it was the first uh, Capcom, uh, I guess. Well, it's in Street Fighter game to fall into not the into like I guess the polygon space, uh, because all their games had been sprite based for that point. It was different. They had a lot of unique characters. Um, the the game Skullmania, man. Skullmania, really fun. It was one of those things where. I know it turned off a lot of people, but a, a more fans jumped on it because it was something, you know, because at that in that generation of consoles, like with the PlayStation, especially with Tekken and Soul Calibur being or Soul Blade being such a thing, uh, it it would have been hard pressed for Capcom not to respond with the game. It's like, oh, they have to do something like that because, or else, you know, what were they doing? Uh, that's why. But my favorite character in that whole thing was I like Doctor and Dark because he wore a mask. He had explosions. He said explosion. You could you know. set up some crazy stuff with his explosions too. Oh, yeah. It was, it I, was mean. I, oh yeah. It <laughs> was like, crazy. Yeah, dang, look at this guy. He looks ridiculous. But he I does. Like the, but I love it. I love it. It was it was a big chance that they took. And uh it the gameplay was I thought was pretty solid. It is definitely a like a hint of the of what they would try and do now with like Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. Yeah. Uh, and then, but it's also interesting because I like that they took a chance with the character designs because, you know, there was, Ryu was in the game. You did have, uh, was, um, um, what's I'm going to call it? Uh, there were others, was it Zangief was there? Zangief was there. Chun-Li was, Chun-Li was there, there. Blanca was there. Um, um, yeah, oh, it was uh, just a pretty much standard Street Fighter affair. Well, with I the, mean, but well, with a lot of other characters you didn't expect to see. Uh, what's her yeah, name? Sakura was in Sakura, there. Sakura showed up, and she was actually really baller in the yeah, game. Yeah, she I was, was baller surprised. in the game. But then they had like characters like Skullamania. You had characters like Doctor Dark. It was it, it was one of those things where I love I, Dark. One of his super moves that where he has the blades. Yeah, and then like he pops them up, throws the grenades takes the wire and just slams him into the into yeah. the mine. Yeah. I was like, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. He was Rolento before Rolento was Rolento. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I yeah. think so. Uh, you want to go yeah. that route. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. But it was one of those things where it was definitely also out of the wheelhouse of a developer that would do that. And it's unfortunate because it's, I think it was it, it's Aki Games that made that. And yeah, no. Uh, there's yeah. a weird, there, there is a weird... Uh, I guess ruling on that where that franchise is now in limbo. No, it's not. Yeah, yeah it is. No, isn't there like fighting uh, game. fighters? No, game fighting games. Yeah, there's EX Slayer. 
No, what I'm saying is Capcom doesn't actually own them. Oh, that. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay, that's, that's why it's like it's weird. That's why I'm saying it's a limbo situation. Okay, because it's like, oh, yeah, where do we? Where who owns that? It's like, uh, not. Aki Games is like kind of not us. Like Capcom's like kind of not us. Yeah, that's okay. But I need to play that fighting game. Terry's in it. Harry yeah. Bogart's in it. Yeah. Emmanuel. Play I know. It. I'm well aware. All right. I got to get that, actually. I don't know what that's on. I got to look that up on Steam. Ooh. All right. I'll look that up later. Because it's my turn, I think. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, I was not original... Because I'm a, I'm a weird gamer, and I would always back the losing horse. So you can imagine a lot of my console picks were like Sony... Not Sony. Uh, Sega? Excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, soda. That Pepsi um, man. It was. Oh, Pepsi man. Not Pepsi oh. man. No, not Pepsi man. No. He's the best. <laughs> no. He's the best. No. Okay. Yes. But uh, I backed a lot of bad horses in my console efforts. So I didn't have a Sony uh, PlayStation until some of the RPGs that were coming out were like really, like story-wise were really good. And I'm like, all right, I need a good, I need a good RPG system. And that was the... That's why I got the Sony PlayStation. And the one, yeah, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, Final Fantasy VII, it stands out. Yeah, it stands out and it's good. I'm not saying it's not, but the one that was like, that there's two titles that put me over. And this is the second one because the, uh, all right, I'm just going to go into it. Parasite Eve. Parasite Eve is awesome you yeah. like a modern day rpg in your cops using guns and batons and everything that's fine uh the music's uh, and i'm a huge sucker for uh video game soundtracks and the first parasite eve soundtrack is really really good and god damn that game is great uh, uh i like that it was uh turn based in real time yeah, turn-based in real time, and uh, you you kind of had to go with. It's like you want a better guns. You're gonna have to go with. You know, you need your the permit for through the police station and this and that. And you're like, it makes me feel like I'm a real cop. And it's like, because uh, the detective's like, eh, Brie, all right. And you're like, I can imagine going to the uh, my chief and be like, look, I need a grenade launcher, <laughs> and I'm I'm a detective, I'm like. Why do you need a grenade launcher? Look what the hell I have to deal with, man. Look at this shit. That rat mutated and became like a Rottweiler-sized rat. Yeah. It's not good. No. He's firing fireballs from his tail. I need a grenade launcher. I'll <laughs> fill out the permits immediately. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's I good, thought, though. I thought that was funny, and, like, and I love that game to death. And it's sad that I did not beat that first. I got really, really close to the end, and I dropped that game. And I feel bad in hindsight. But it's just like, there's other games to play right now. And uh, I didn't really beat it, but I got damn close. Damn yeah. close. And the soundtrack's, yeah, again, amazing. Next. Okay. Uh, for my fourth one, I am going to go with... Soul Blades. You actually brought it up a second ago. Yeah. Yes, I did. And um, it was one of the titles that came out shortly after Tekken. I have that Soul Calibur 6, but that later. Um, that's, that's not what he's talking about, Sean. I know. Because this was the originator of it, Soul Blades. This is where yeah. it all started. Um, 
cast of characters, different types of characters, Sarah Ninja. Rudy. There's Wang, who they may put in Cell Caliber 6 or any other Soul Caliber ever. You know, um, what was really cool about it, too, is that they, they, they put a lot of effort into the game. Yeah. Uh, every character had, um, there was like a, the Soul Master mode where you went through every character's like road to Soul Calibur. Not yeah. just the arcade mode that had the ending. What was cool about that, though, is that you had two endings for those. One of them where like if you just didn't do anything, you let the ending play out. And then there's other ones where if you, it was a quick time event, except for Mitsurugi's. Mitsurugi's was bomb because you actually you went into a first person mode and you actually had to avoid the shot, run yeah. up to the guy and slash him. Cool. Like you you actually had to do that to get the the second ending for him. Um, but everybody had their their edge master mode. That's what it was, edge master mode. Yeah. Um, and in edge master mode, you can actually unlock different weapons for the characters. Okay. Uh, that like there's weapons that were more powerful, but every time you swung the sword, you'd lose a little bit of health. Something. So you have to make sure that those hits count, otherwise you I can didn't kill play yourself. This one. Oh, dude! No, uh, so much fun. It's- and then they had more link combos to them. Cool. So like you could actually do like like five to seven hit combos with certain characters. Is it like that old school like that Tekken jank where you have like that everyone has like a ten hit string and that can almost ring you out if you land it? What they had was a was a critical strike where it. It took up some of your weapon's durability. That was another thing, is you can break your opponent's weapon. Yeah. So okay. if they block too much, you would actually break them, and they'd have to fight with their hands and uh, like their fists. Okay. But uh, if, you, if you take a look at this picture, for instance, just under their health, there's a, a little sword gauge. Okay. So the, the, the gauge was basically the, the weapon's health. So if you blocked a lot of hits or you blocked too often, uh-huh. uh, that would go down, and you would disarm them. Okay. Um, which is why it would be a good idea to learn how to parry because parrying um, didn't take up any of it if you timed it right. But you could also use some of your health to use like a a critical combo where it's like a five-hit combo on itself and then if you input the correct commands, uh, they'll finish the combo off. And it'll do do massive damage. But uh, the, the bad side about it is that if your opponent blocks it, you don't, you don't break into the combo. It's, you have to connect with the first hit uh, and you Makes would lose sense. part of your, your sword's health. And what was even cooler is that if you finish the round, uh, if you lost your weapon, you get it back, but only at half health. Yeah. So you can okay. lose it. You can still lose it just as quickly. All right. Um, everybody had really cool, unique throws to them. Um, just one of my favorite games altogether. Okay. But yeah, Soul Calibur or Soul Blades before Soul Calibur came out. Yeah, I was Soul actually disapp- I was actually disappointed with Soul Calibur because they didn't bring back the the weapon you uh, like finding new weapons. It was just whatever weapons they had, and now you can't disarm the characters, which I thought was a really cool feature to the game. Yeah. All right. All right, uh, Mr. Kings. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm also going to, mine will be an RPG, which was uh, one that I didn't expect, or not that I expect, that a lot of people didn't play, but it was good enough to where they made a sequel, uh, and that would be Legend of Gaia. Legend ah, of Gaia. Oh, man. I love that game so much, just because I like the, com- the combat system in it was solid, and that they also did things that I didn't expect, like 
the because you did like uh, it was all like hand to hand combat based. So you had to do commit button commands like up down left left right right triangle square to screen shoot. Yeah, yeah, screen save that. And then, uh, but there were issues where not issues, but there was a thing where I didn't expect like, hey, I'm I my main character has a fire attack. Maybe I shouldn't have used this fire attack ability on a fire boss. And all the um, damage I had done previously has now been wiped away because I just gave him a bunch of health. And uh, actually, I already had that ready. So, oh, okay. But yeah, I'm already ready to go. But yeah, Legend of Gaia, there, I believe that the, that combat system is what like uh, other, some other games have used before. Like, uh, whatchamacallit? Um, I think Xenogears had, like, uh, a button command, like, for, like, uh, fighting game stuff. Yeah. I don't remember this, actually. Project X-Zone uses a similar, like, type of combat style, except it happens in real time. But this one was, like, oh. every character just okay. leans in. And I There's really that meme like right Xenogear. there. <laughs> I yeah. don't know what... <laughs> still What's still unbeaten. I'm like, I beat the game. But I remember being really pissed off that I used a fire ability and I gave uh, to a boss who uses fire attacks and I gave him, like... 500 hit points back and i went fuck whoa turn this off hello that cosplay right there all right fine whatever calm, yeah. calm, yeah. calm down john relax hey easy there buddy I'm, yeah let's love the guy it was also one of, it was also one of the games that had um hidden bosses yeah oh yeah well i mean rpgs like that would have hidden bosses so yeah makes sense but yeah, it's one of those games where like not a lot of people jump on this it's it, and it, because everyone's like Final Fantasy 7 is amazing I'm like you're just oh it is I mean it is but it's like come on guys it's the but there scene. were plenty of great RPGs on the PlayStation oh, oh yeah there was another reason why I had to get it like you like Xenogears amazing that's another like it felt like a fighting game but RPG was so good but I mean, that's not on my list though okay not on well we're list. on the fifth one so yeah. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Mine Sean. on my list uh, is probably the best RPG I've ever had the privilege of playing. And yeah, I know that's strong words now, but uh, it's the one that got me into RPGs and it's the one that I've had the most fun with. It didn't have the most features and uh, the sprites were beautiful and it was on the Sega Saturn first. And then it got a complete uh, definitive edition on the PlayStation. And that's the edition I'm talking about. Dear God, Lunar Silver Story. I uh, did well, not get a screen share for that. Why uh, did I not? Well, Lunar was a Sega that. CD game. It wasn't on Saturn first. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. Sega that's Sega true. And man, God, that game is so... F- oh. Well, it, they, I get to your point. They polished it up a lot. I remember we would play it in the uh, uh, well, in the office. Yeah, but, uh, at the store, we just played the the making of video. Watch how oh, yeah. they did it. It was super good. Mm-hmm. All right, screen share. I can do this. Oh, there it is. Screen share. There we go. Share, share. There we go. All right, cool. And the images. Hey, 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 mouse. I'm going to have to get used to this Zoom screen sharing yeah. thing, guys. Yeah. All right. You went to shop, sir. You went to shop. Jesus, $200. Yeah. Uh, I have that version. I have that ver- I have that version. Uh, this is the one right here. The two copies of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I have this, the book, and I think they even made, like, other editions. This is the one it will look on the Saturn right over here. I think you can see it. Sega CD. 
Our Sega CD, sorry, fine. <laughs> I mean, oh, it yeah. was released on Saturday, but not in America. And there was anime cutscenes. It was great, man. And I'm like, I was a huge weeb at the time, <laughs> so that game could not do wrong. It's very sprite based. It's very, uh, oh man, it's very sprite based. It's not exactly like tactical where you're where you're putting your guys on the uh, map and whatnot. It wasn't like Final Fantasy Tactics. The story was amazing. God, I I can't stress how much I love that game. Well, it was also one of those things where it was a game that was remade from a game that came like a decade before. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they had they had totally pushed the. I mean, back then, uh, working design pushed the Sega ZD to its limit, and then they did it again for the PlayStation One. Yeah, and they did. It's one of those nice. things where you didn't expect it to be that great. And I think they made other versions of it, uh, like recently too. So uh, there's like you can play it on your. I believe that you can get it like on your smartphone, like Google. Yeah, or, stuff like that. The minute it shows up on Switch, I don't even care. I'm buying it. How much is it? A billion dollars? Done. All right, <laughs> I'm selling kidneys. Fuck that. That game is my uh, comfort food game, and I will play that like on my deathbed. And now I'm hungry. Amazing. Randy's the one that like coined the phrase of comfort food games yeah comfort food games man uh that i like that and so do you emmanuel i know you do (laughs) i want to yeah no i want to do a thing and put it on the channel for comfort food games for each of us and uh maybe do a video for it that'd be nice but yeah uh that's my that's my number one so off to you emmanuel um you know mine's is probably going to be very generic um but in truth, it, it kind of opened the door for me for a lot of other games. Uh, and that one's going to be Final Fantasy VII. Uh, boo! Just kidding. No, no, shut, boo. shut your mouth. <laughs> no, boo. That's very <laughs> respected pick. Um, I, mean, I mean, first off... It's overrated. No uh, one likes not. it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, you shut your dirty mouth. Um, you pay too much for that game. It was well worth like it. like the guy that will give uh, Final Fantasy VII uh, like a Fumitsu score of seven because the graphics are horrible, and then you slap that man and you be like, "Hey, look, I mean, that shit came out on a PlayStation." I mean, Eat my ass. You gotta. So, you gotta. so one of the things that it did for me is that it actually opened up the the JRPG franchise to me. Like I had played some other ones before and, and didn't wasn't able to get quite into it. Let's hope that remake comes out. Um. Well, apparently but, some people are getting already. So yeah, some yeah. of them have already uh, broken street date. Um, but what was Me. really what was really <laughs> what cool are they gonna do? It, what are they gonna yeah. do? That's I don't know. So one of the things that it did is that I was even able to go back to some of the Super Nintendo uh, RPGs. FF two. Uh, actually, uh, the one that I jumped back to was Chrono Trigger. Oh, hey, okay. like I jumped one. on the Chrono oh, yeah. Trigger. I love um, that game. And I was actually able to get a better appreciation for that game after playing Final Fantasy VII. That's cool. Because, you know, Final Fantasy VII to me was a very good introductory point into RPGs, you know, JRPGs at that point, uh, because I hadn't played very many of it until mm-hmm. I played that one. And once I was able to understand that, I was able to jump onto other games, including Legend of Gaia, which is it's a 
awesome one. Uh, I don't know if you guys even remember this one, Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, yeah, that one was a lot of fun too. It, it, it was the what? It's like, it's, look, we don't have a Final Fantasy for you. Here's Legend of Dragoon. Yeah, and that turned out to be a cool. lot of fun. It's really it good. Was. It's it's one of those games where because Sony produced it, there uh, they they worked with the development team that made that, and it was so well made. But a lot of people slept on it because they're like, oh, it's, it's not, not Final, Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Final Fantasy. I'm like, seven, guys, yeah. you gotta appreciate this because this is super good. It was so much fun. I was one of my favorites. You know, it, it helped me transition into to RPG games because prior to that yep. it was it was all fighting games and platforming games you know yep. uh, this was actually able to open here. the door for me to JRPGs so Final Fantasy 7 definitely has to be on my list okay well I see all that right. I totally get that Randy what's your last one uh you know I God, so because I have so many favorite or so many um PS1 games I've played and you know, not you want that me to I name one off for you. No, okay. <laughs> I, have, I have an idea. It's like, oh, uh, you know, I'm probably gonna go with just because it, it's as a genre that I really enjoy. But I'm gonna go with Colony Wars. Colony oh, Wars. oh, oh wow! Yeah, Colony Talk about Wars. A sleeper hit. Yeah, boy. I mean, it was one of those games where if you wanted to play Star Wars, but you know, in Max. Yeah, but even well, maybe <laughs> then, not really Max, but like you know, they're the they were the um, the spaceships. But There's it was a space like battle. That. Yeah, uh, they you didn't you didn't necessarily have a lot available to you, but it was also like a really fun space shooter. It was a really dope because um, uh, because they, they did everything in space, so you don't necessarily they could developers could hide where things were as far as you know. Hey, how do we make it so it looks amazing in space and what? Well, we're just gonna put everything in space anyway. And um, they had like really cool cutscenes and the space combat. Damn, good cool. cutscenes. And it was like all like I remember we were like, did they get James Will Jones to do the narration? Because they had a narrator explaining every. Oh every my god, I'm thinking a different game. Oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the sequel came out, Colony Wars: Vengeance. Yeah, which I also love. And uh, but yeah, I played the hell out of Colony Wars, and I remember. Uh, because you had an option where you could uh, use a tractor beam on a ship, on an enemy ship, lock on him and just fire every missile you mm-hmm. had. And then they would have like, at the, after you finish your mission, there's a cutscene where the narrator explains that, hey, the, the naval empire you're fighting against, they're really upset with what happened and their quote unquote emperor basically killed all his general i'm like damn this is serious cool yeah fuck them uh, oh they, i'm in they, a spaceship they went, they went, the, um what they did really cool i remember that tractor beam on there uh they all i don't remember if this i think this was in colony wars vengeance i don't think i actually got to play part one but i got to play yeah. vengeance i didn't play uh, either of this there was there uh there was a missile that you had in the game that was a one hit quit you know like yeah you, you hit him with it. it it had no homing to it so you had no. to but if you hit anything with it, it immediately destroyed it. So using the tractor beam to hold it into place yep. and then using that to just wreck them. Oh, yep. so much fun. So good. Which is interesting because if you play Colony Wars 2 or Vengeance, they actually give you the other side of the conflict. So you're playing a war, you're like, oh, oh, like they're not necessarily the enemy. Like there's, I mean, they are, but you're, you're more understanding of what's going on, which I never, I'd never at the time, uh, not seen a lot of as far as narration goes. And then to find out how that all happened, because yeah. the, the end of Colony Wars Vengeance, 
it ex- because of it explains both sides of it, you realize, yeah. wait a minute, something happened here. You're like, am I the good guy? Really cool story to it. Yeah. You're like, was I the good guy in that last? Was I, I a bad guy? guy or the good guy? What was I doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah. I remember that. Yeah. No. And and you're right. The I think it was the first one they got James Earl Jones. The second one was a different guy. Did a really good job of it. Who was narrating it because it was his perspective. Yeah. Of everything that was going on, like. You know, uh, I think like the, the general was named Crom. Okay. And he would say like, General Crom sent us out to do this mission. Da, 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 da. And he goes, but you know, I'm having second thoughts about this. Like, like you get to see through the, the mind of the other character. And then to find out at the end, I, I'm trying really hard not to spoil it because if anybody ever decides to go back, you know, Colony Wars, Colony Wars, Vengeance, great storytelling to it. Oh yeah. It was absolute, one of my absolute favorites. Hmm. Okay. All right, guys, we knocked out PlayStation 1. We, uh, we've hit the 90-minute mark. We hit a lot of video games. We did, man. And I blame coronavirus. <laughs> um, so, final words, gentlemen. Ooh, and I always go with me. All right, uh, yeah, again, we hit a lot of video games today. Uh, I mean... I, we could have talked about other things. I mean, like things getting released on Netflix and whatnot. I'm going to close with, uh, yeah, watch my stream. I'm going to be streaming um, on uh, Saturday night, which you, by this point, you could just go back in my old stream and you can watch it. Uh, I did stream a little bit, uh, Soul Calibur, where my friend Joe thoroughly handed me my ass in Soul Calibur. And uh, I've been pr- playing more Soul Calibur, so he doesn't thoroughly handle. He was just like, "Excuse ass. me, sir. I think you dropped this. Yep. Is go. this your face, dick, and ass? I think Here it you is. Go. I'm so sorry. I about think that. it is. You should be more careful with it. Yeah. All right. And having me chop it off with, uh, you know, the Soul Calibur. It's mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, but uh, I'm practicing up so I can hand him his ass later. All and right. I might okay. stream that. But uh, to f- end things, I completely finished the whole series of interspecies reviewers <laughs> and uh i'm gonna go like this <laughs> and uh they're not gonna make a second season for that there's a reason sean it's kidding bummer all um, right randy uh i was gonna say hey catch sean's stream at vander Nine seven eight seven eight TV at Twitch, but fuck that. Uh, Interspecies reviewers, no, right? No, yeah. No. <laughs> uh, Soft on demand, right? Yeah. No, no I'm good. I mean, I'm surprised that no one's mentioned that Pornhub Premium is free for everyone right now. So, so a bunch of stuff like that is free right now. Yeah. But, Did you hear that Gibson's actually giving out three free months of uh, guitar lessons? That's dope. Yeah. Uh, Online. Yeah. Yeah, cool. so you can learn to play. But yeah, I mean, if there's anything you're interested in learning, uh, word volunteers. Now's the time. Do it now, man, because there's a lot of there's a lot of companies in in general just giving away. You want to learn how to code in whatever? You could do that. You want to? I'm doing that with Adobe right now. You want to learn whatever? Like you want to learn anything? It, there's a lot. If you want to hear um, writers read you stories, like Lavar Burton's trying to get uh, Reading Rainbow re, uh, revisited on uh on twitter so hey cool. this is the time guys Do yeah it neil, if i recall correctly too neil gaiman gave him like blanket permission to use any of his stuff if he oh, wanted yeah. to read online read his, read oh, books. Cool. yeah that's yeah. really dope of him yeah um all right cool um 
you know, I, I know I say this, um, in times of chaos, be kind. Um, but I, I don't think it has a greater impact than it does now. Yeah. Um, so I, I you know, I'm still going to use that same line, but uh, I'm going to emphasize that, uh, you'd be surprised what a little bit of kindness can do for us and in a very trying time. Um, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen for Sean Vander and Randy Kings, uh, this is yeah. vitamin E man saying, thank you so much for listening. And in times of great chaos, please, please, please be kind.